Magazines and Monsters, Episode 37, Detective Comics 322 from 1963. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Hey everybody, Billy D, a.k.a. Doc Strange here, back with another recording for the show. And I'm having a return guest here that I haven't talked to in a few months, but I've been keeping in close contact with because <laughs> uh, we have a lot of fun together with DMs and... Uh, I talk to him about his shows all the time because I enjoy them quite a bit. So uh, welcome back to the show, Chris Sheehan from X-Lapsed. How are you, Chris? Hey, hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's always fun to talk about the stranger and the more obscure. And uh, <laughs> I think we've got something both strange and obscure. And, and I mean, not to put the cart before the horse here, but a concept in comics that I'm surprised we have not seen come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know what? They would probably have a group of people that would find it uh, in, insensitive in some way, shape, or form. So <laughs> it's possible. Uh, nobody has the balls to do it. <laughs> it. And I think it would probably be a little, uh, a little grim dark if they did it now. It wouldn't be as, uh, <laughs> as, as fun of a romp as it was in the book we're going to discuss today. No, I mean, I don't think very much is as funny uh, <clears throat> these days as it used to be for That's most true. people but you know i still have a really good sense of humor and you do as well and then of course you know with x lapsed a lot of the stuff you you know read and podcast about is you know pretty serious or a little mm -hmm. more grim or whatever headier yeah yeah, so that's why I figure, you know, I think you need a palate cleanse every once in a while. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you need to talk about something that makes absolutely no sense and is off the wall crazy. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about an issue of Detective Comics, uh, specifically issue 322 from 1963. Uh, so pre-TV show era Batman here. Yeah. and. I kind of feel like uh, some of these issues uh, made their way into the show. They're they're that crazy and campy. I feel like they this sort of uh, the tone of the story definitely informs the. Uh, how do you say that guy's name? Dozier. <laughs> oh Do yeah. <laughs> Is it Dozier? Is it Dozier? <laughs> Is it Dozier? Him, the guy with the TV show. Mm, I feel yeah. like it informed uh, a little bit of the uh, the camp and the uh, and the silliness that we got there. Yeah, this issue is absolutely insane. Like, you can, you know how crazy it's going to get just from the cover. There's no, like, you know, it's a, a semi-serious cover, but then inside, you know, it's a it's a romp. This is insanity from the cover. They didn't, there's no bait and switch here. No, and I mean, it's it's Silver Age, so what you see is what you're going to get inside, and uh, mm -hmm. you, you might not think so. <laughs> Looking at it, you'd be like that. There's no way they could tell a story like this, even back in the long ago, but they did. <laughs> they did, they did, they did. Oh, yes, they can. <laughs> so, yeah, so like I said, Detective Comics 322, and uh, this one says on the top, the bizarre Batman genie. And, uh, yeah, we actually have Batman as a genie here uh, on the cover. So mm -hmm. what do you think of this cover? Sheldon Moldoff is the uh, artist here on the cover. All Shelly, all Shelly. It's it's a nice cover. It is, it's, a, it's a nice cover. It'll catch your attention um, today, yesterday, tomorrow, you know. Uh, if we see it now, it's going to catch our attention, maybe for different reasons. But um, but back in the long ago, a kid seeing this, it's like you'd have to buy it. Mm -hmm. there, there's absolutely no leaving this one on the racks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's got Batman and uh, he's uh, appearing out of a lamp like he's a genie. And he says, you summon me. Oh, master, I am yours to command. And there are some crooks down at the bottom with the lamp. They almost look like. Larry, Moe, and Curly from the Three Stooges here. They very much do. 
<laughs> Except one is like a, it's like we have a we have Larry Curly and a beatnik version of Mo. <laughs> yeah, that guy in the middle there is interesting. Yeah. I like I like his suit. Yeah, that's a that's an incredible <laughs> suit he has on there. But yeah, so um, let's let's just even say and then we have robin and then of course bat girl on the right that hyphen girl yes oh yeah don't forget that and it says uh robin's dialogue says great scott bat girl batman is a prisoner of the larco lamp at the beck and call of those criminals and i was actually a little like like scratching my head because i'm not super familiar with the bat girl and bat woman mm-hmm. before yeah, before mm-hmm. the before the the Batgirl that everybody you know knows from like the television yes. show and all that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not familiar with those two characters like really at all. I'm I've got very little familiarity. I know that um, that Kathy Kane uh, was part of Titans West, and uh, I think she was put in Titans West uh, during the Razakis time on Titans, and it was like like I think continuity wise it shouldn't have worked. <laughs> <laughs> probably why post-crisis she uh she has yet to be seen again but um yeah i know that's all i really know about her is that she was part of titans west but gotcha. uh, everything else uh, you know your mind immediately goes to barbara gordon and uh this is not her no this is not her and you can tell by the crazy costume for sure sure but, and the blonde uh, hair yeah yeah absolutely but you know it be that as it may it's uh don't don't worry, folks. She doesn't play a big part in this anyway. So don't don't. <laughs> she doesn't play. She doesn't play a, a part in many things at all. Period. Yeah. Don't get yourself too excited thinking she's going to be a big cog in the the wheel of uh, Batman in Detective Three Twenty Two. You know, I uh, I was looking up. Um, you know, they, they say right here on the cover the Larco lamp, and I'm thinking like, okay, they had to have used this again in the future, right? I mean, it's just. Jeff Johns, you know, combing continuity, looking for like the weirdest, craziest stuff to put in there. Somebody put a Larco lamp somewhere. Uh, No, 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 there's no Larco lamps anywhere. But Larco is actually a brand of lamp. So (laughs) if you look up Larco lamp, L-A-R-K-O, you get a bunch of lamps. Larco lamps, Larco floor lamps, Larco hanging pendants, Larco vintage (laughs) vintage, uh, outdoor lights. It's ridiculous. And I... I was hoping we'd have more to talk about with the Larco, but uh, I mean, if Larco wants to sponsor the show, uh, we'd be happy to uh, to give give more of a shout out. Yeah, oh, absolutely. If they want to throw a check my way, I will become the biggest <laughs> Larco lamp shill on the planet. <laughs> Billy loves Larco. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you thought that crazy Eddie guy was wild with those commercials. Get ready for the Billy and Larco commercials. <laughs> <laughs> the prices are uh, probably expensive. They're not insane. Yeah, right now, forget it. It's nothing's <laughs> nothing's cheap. <laughs> so, but this one we have a, an interesting creative team on here, and I definitely want to talk about them. So, mm-hmm. when I uh, checked out the credits on this one, it said it was Dave Wood writer, and that mm-hmm. struck me right away because I thought, who the heck is that? Now, once I looked him up, I thought, oh yeah, that guy. But I still don't really mm-hmm. know a whole lot about him. And I did, you know, uh, message you a couple times like oh i sure. didn't realize who this guy was until i looked him up then i'm like oh yeah now i remember his name from you know a bit of a controversy back in the day yeah you know i don't know a whole heck of a lot about him so i'll, I'll let you uh go into this one I, I i've i'm sure i've come across him tangentially in in research but i can't for the life of me <laughs> be uh, any more specific than that right at this uh juncture yeah he was actually one of the and i'm using air quotes here 
Bob Kane ghost writers back okay. in the day. Okay. So, you know, he probably didn't get credit for a million things he did. And sure. that idiot Bob Kane got credit for it. <laughs> but he was also the guy that wrote that newspaper strip with Jack Kirby, the Sky Masters. And I remember, okay. yeah, a lot of podcasters have talked about that over the years because they kind of got really boned out of that by everybody's, you know, another one of everybody's favorite old names, Jack Schiff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's not known as one of the nicest guys in the biz either over the years. So that's that's what I know about Wood is he was, you know, the writer and Kirby did the art for that yep. Sky Masters and then uh, that he was a, a ghost writer for uh, the lovely Bob Kane. How about that? Now is... um. Now is Dave Wood? Uh, it's Dave Wood, right? Yeah. Is yep, he related correct. to? Is he related to Wally Wood? Not that I could find anything that said that. No. Okay. Oh wait. Uh, yeah, because I'm I'm looking here. I, I didn't see anything. Yeah, because <clears throat> yeah, Wally Wally Wood is part of the uh, part of the Wikipedia entry for uh, Sky Masters here, but uh, yeah, Dave Dave actually had a brother named Dick Wood, and they uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you can't make that up. Wally. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> It was initially written by Dick and Dave Wood and inked by the unrelated Wally. So Wally is not – it's just uh, advantageous, I suppose, to uh, to have the same names here. A lovely coincidence. Two yes. guys with Dick and Wood. <laughs> Dick Wood. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> if his middle name is Peter I, Ooh, or Rodney. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or Penis, I suppose. <laughs> something something subtle like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh my. So yeah, that blew me away right off the like, oh, who the heck is Dave Wood? Because again, I don't have the memory yeah. for this stuff and I don't haven't researched a lot of that stuff from that the golden age either. So And he wasn't know. credited in the book itself though. This was all from yeah, this research is, on online. Yeah, there's this is back in the day when you were still getting absolutely no credits from DC. I don't yeah. even know. Marvel may have started writing some names in by this point, maybe not even yet with them, but DC definitely was not. Yeah, if 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 Stan was involved, the names were getting named. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, was, he wanted names in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially the editor first. You know, we know that <laughs> always. Editor is always first. You never forget who edited the book that Roy Thomas wrote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, uh, like I said, it's it again. Pencils are Sheldon Moldoff, and then again, mm-hmm. another guy I had never heard of. Charles Ooh. Paris was the inker. And Charles Paris. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised we even have inker information. That's interesting. Yeah, I was like, wow. And I mean, I know. Uh, somebody kept pretty good records at DC there. Was it uh, Julie Schwartz? I think he might have. It's kept... possible because he came because he, he was there who and helped usher in the uh, Silver Age. So it's very possible that he kept uh, he kept better records than than they do than they did beforehand. And uh, certainly um, over in the Indies, and or I guess they weren't really Indies back then, but uh, uh, the others, <laughs> the non-national, mm-hmm. non-timely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of times when I see credits and it's uh, Schwartz's name is involved in it, it'll say there'll be some kind of notation as if Mm -hmm. he kept some kind of records. Like, I don't know what the specific name for it is, but, you know, he he had some kind of uh, record system where he. I'm sure he he was archived everything. Yeah. 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 If he knew who it was, he was writing it down somewhere. Why? I don't know. Maybe just Mm -hmm. because he felt that was the right thing to do. I don't know. You know, you'd figure people getting paid, there should be, uh, you know, a paper trail from back in the 60s, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. 
you know, and all the fake names people used back then anyway. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody had a different name because they didn't want to get caught working for the other guy. For the other guys. Yeah. And, and blacklisted. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you've talked about that on, uh, you know, some of your shows uh, a couple oh, yeah. of times, uh, the old Adam Austin, Gene Colon kind of deal there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. what's his face? Uh, oh boy, Werner Roth as uh, Jay Gavin. Jay yep. Gavin. Yep, yep. <laughs> that, and those were the names of his sons, Jay and Gavin. Yeah, and Mike Esposito. He had a few different names. Oh yeah. Try, try and think who else. There was a, there was a bunch of them, and because that's just you know again they were scared of getting like you know blacklisted by the other company, especially mm-hmm. when you know DC National was still this juggernaut and Marvel was an upstart company. Yeah. You didn't get and, one caught working for them. And if you if you go back to uh, the earliest days of DC, there were uh, there was some crooked nose ties in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one of the uh, things that Reggie and I never got to was um, we uh, you know how there's that book by it's an excellent book by Sean Howe, the oh, uh, yeah. untold story of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wanted to do a uh, untold story of DC, and uh, going back to you know the the mid to late 30s here, we were finding guys involved in there who had like FBI files, and uh, we actually were able to request some of those FBI files. And I mean, there was some there was some crooked stuff going on, <laughs> and there was a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot of comics being used to run the presses during the daytime, so at night uh, they can run pornography. So a lot of uh, mm-hmm. a lot of interesting stuff. So you don't want to get on the wrong side of some of these folks. And uh, <laughs> that's why you use a fake name. You you take on your your son's names when you want to work across the street. <laughs> yeah, I have heard a couple of interviews here and there, and they've made mention of you know, like you said, the porn or just you know some uh, mm-hmm. ma- mafia types, mob types oh, yeah. uh, having their hands mm-hmm. in comics for a long time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, it's some very interesting stuff. And it's one of those things that I wish that uh, that we had gotten to to actually put together a a full blown episode on or the the book that we wanted to write. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, like you said, that would. And there's a lot more access to stuff now, too, that you just couldn't find back then. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to know where to look. Everything is out there. Mm. (laughs) You just got to know where to look. (laughs) Yeah, some stuff to put it in. Yeah, yeah, some stuff's just a bit deeper, but yep, it's out there. So, all right, well, yeah, why don't we get into this one? So, I I never understood this either. Why in the Silver Age did they start off the first page basically showing you something that's going to happen? Spoilery, yeah, the the, the Silver Age spoilery splash page. Yep. Why did they do that? That drives me nuts. Like I love Silver Age comics, but you open it up and it shows Batman, and he's (laughs) he has himself in giant size, wearing his turban, of course. And uh, smashing a bunch of police cars that are trying to stop these uh, hoods from robbing some uh, stores in the Diamond District here, the Diamond mm-hmm. Exchange, and it's like, oh, why are you showing that? <laughs> they all and yeah, both companies did that. I I guess uh, I'm guessing that like you know every, they, everything was a competition, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. if the cover like got you to open it, and then you you open it and it's like ah, this looks boring. Or, I mean, could you imagine a kid in 1963 picking up like a Bendis comic? Mm, it's no. like it's like oh captain america is sitting at the table and he's talking and there's nine panels of his head talking and, <laughs> but it starts with a page of text that that catches you up on stuff that might have happened recently this is this is like the way to catch him if, if you get the cover and it's like okay well we gotta we, we got them on the hook we gotta reel them in so then here let's spoil the story <laughs> Mm. <laughs> all they got to do is read that first page and then they can uh, just look at the pictures for the rest of it. 
and it's a really great page too, you know, artistically. I love it. It it's really awesome. You even have Robin and uh Batgirl in the background, like the way back left corner, top corner. Oh there, yeah. Talking about Aristo and his gang have wished the Bat Genie, the Batman Genie, to become their bodyguard while they <laughs> plunder the diamond exchange. And you know, uh it's a great picture though. I love it. Great, great page. But yeah, to me, uh save it for, you know, the middle of the book. Why now? Uh, yeah, for great, sure, craziness. For sure. But yeah, great artwork. I can't say anything bad about that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is, this looks like, you know, is this the art from like the uh, opening credits of the Batman uh, TV show? It's, it looks very much like it. Mm-hmm. Was that, yeah. uh, was that, uh, was that Moldoff who did that? Um, I never even thought to ask. Yeah, you know, I have not either. Cause that was very, like you said, it's very similar. It's very evocative art. of, yeah, of, you know. The, the opening credits to the Batman uh, TV show, for sure. The 66 show, yeah, that yeah. was... Uh, and which, you know, again, when I was a kid, I thought that was great. Now I watch it, and I'm like, oof. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't do much for me now, but I loved it when I was a kid. I mean, oh, I didn't grow up on it, but saw yeah, it reruns, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is great, yeah. And then I'm like, you know, you got to, you're about, I don't know, maybe 12 years old, and you were like, hmm, something Over doesn't it. float yeah. here, yeah. Something doesn't float here. But, but 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 while it still has you under your under its spell here, I mean, every episode was a two-parter. So, mm-hmm. like, on Monday, you'd find out part one, and then you'd know when you got home from school the next day, you'd get part two. It's uh, It hooked you. It got you. Yeah, now I would watch it for a completely different reason with, you know, Catwoman. But anyhow. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, We've got a few of them in there. Yeah, there's at least three of them, I think, right? Mm-hmm. But, oh, man. This actual first page of story, though, this panel, the very first panel on the top left there. I think, I mean, I love Sheldon Moldoff, but, man, uh, Bruce Wayne looks a little wonky there. Yeah, he's very um, Dick Tracy. Uh, yeah. He's got like, the, the square jaw. Um yeah, and they're, they're, they're playing chess. They're playing chess. And the dialogue here is uh, is not great. Mm, no, we're, there's a couple of times in this book where I'm just thinking to myself, was Dave Wood like 80 years old when he wrote this? <laughs> because, wow, it just makes no sense. <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild. It's, it's like, uh, what should my next move be? Well, in action with the Batman Robin team. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, why wouldn't he just say, oh, there's the bat signal, let's get our That's costumes it. on. That's it, that's all you yeah. gotta say, dude. Not everything needs to be a, a witty <laughs> retort. And it, and it was just, it's not good. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, you were saying about, you know, uh, Dick Tracy. That It definitely does remind you of a like a, a comic strip from a newspaper. Mm-hmm, for sure. Very, very, very much one of the, you know, golden age guys, you know. Mm-hmm, like a, definitely. a stone cut jaw, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his face goes completely straight down. Like yeah. from forehead to chin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you couldn't roll a marble down that. No. It's almost a little uh, Frankenstein monster-ish. <laughs> it is. It wow. is indeed. Oh, and then we see the two of them jump out of the Batmobile. Now, I will say, this is my favorite version of the Batmobile. Although, I don't remember it having that uh, opening where it's like a tank has that you know round opening on the top and it opens up and they jump out. But you yeah, like a pod. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it, yeah, it's like a tank. Like a, it looks like the Popomatic trouble thing. You know, where you push the thing and the dice go yeah, flying. Yeah, it looks that like game. they're sitting in there. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like that front end with the, the Batmobile oh, like that. Yeah, that's that's a very very cool looking uh, logo on the top or the uh, I guess uh, I guess Bathead on the hood there. Yeah, it almost looks more like. Uh, 
one of the other heroes. Like I'm trying to think, not Catman, but Wildcat. It almost looks like him more than it does. Batman. I was going to say maybe Black Panther or something too. It's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe uh, Dave Wood created Black Panther. We're not giving hey. him the credit he deserves here. We, he'll never get it. Never get it. <laughs> never. Yeah. But yeah, this is awesome. So they got a. There's some trouble at the Gotham Museum. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, Batman and Robin show up and they find out from, uh, you know, one of the, uh, I guess, the curator of the museum that there's been uh, something stolen here. And it's like Batman thinks it's a worthless antique, the Larco lamp. Mm-hmm. And the guy has to has to explain to him what it's all about, uh, what the Larco and means. And he was a sorcerer and all this jazz from back in the day. And then <laughs> I love the panel at the very bottom that shows, uh, you know, this uh, sorcerer guy. uh capturing some just poor schmoo and making him mm-hmm. into a genie <laughs> now the funny thing here is uh it's like okay it's a worthless lamp okay but no it's not a worthless lamp this guy knows that there's that there's a legend that you can capture a genie in it mm-hmm. and it wasn't like being guarded or it was just like there mm-hmm. it's like w- yeah wouldn't, wouldn't you up the security around the lamp with the genie in it or the lamp that could suck a genie into it yeah, it looks like it was just in a glass case because to That's the left it. of Batman there, it just says Larko lamp and it's open. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to let you know it was they in there and the it's cabinet. stolen. <laughs> That's great. But I do love that they have, uh, they had uh, concealed cameras that would mm. click every time an exhibit is uh, disturbed. So uh, not video, but just uh, mm. just snap a few Polaroids or snap a few pictures here just to... I, 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 I I would imagine that this was probably an actual security function back in the day. <laughs> there would be a camera hidden in a wall somewhere that would snap pictures. I, I got to assume oh somebody tried it. Mm. I'd love to see some of the pictures that it took, though. Oh, yeah. They're probably about akin to the, you know, Bigfoot pictures from back then as well. <laughs> I mean, if the, if they're as sensitive as like the cameras I have around my house, like you'll you'll get an alert and you'll look and it's a bird. So maybe like mm-hmm. maybe a bird got in here to, to take the Larko lamp. I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, the museum stiff, you know, tells them all about it. And he says about how the pictures are being developed. And then uh, they get developed. All right. And uh, I love super uh, fast. Yeah, Robin. No one hour photo here. Gosh, Batman, it's Trusk and Yates, two henchmen who used to work for that slippery international character, Aristo. <laughs> what a name. Aristo. <laughs> what kind of a name sure. is that? <laughs> and, and you'd think with a name like Aristo, we'd have seen him more than once. But mm-hmm. no, we don't. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And then Batman remarks about how he took off before for Europe before they could pin anything on him. And so this Aristo guy had two goons steal the lamp. And then they say about the tomb being unearthed abroad, which, okay, I'm assuming it's somewhere in the Middle East. And Aristo, uh, apparently he flew all the way to the Middle East to get this, uh, <clears throat> what is he called? Strange powder. Strange powder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, yeah. we're talking about uh, some uh, nose candy here or what? Strange powder. <laughs> Holy smokes. But yeah, he's like, I'm going to get a passenger list for all the incoming ships and planes, you know, that Gordon says. So, and then Gordon, too, he looks real funky to me, man. In this yeah. one, <laughs> he looks really weird. He does. He does. He, and he looks like he has a goiter as well. Yeah, I I love how his face when he's looking at Batman in that bottom panel on page three there, you know, when it's all dark behind Batman and he's looking at him at this surprise about, you know, this special powder and they need to find where Aristo is and they show up and uh, find him. He's at the airport and Batman chases him down, right? (laughs) And then Batman runs into a beam. 
Like mm-hmm. the, the bottom, the bottom panel here on the left on uh, page four here, <laughs> it looks like he just runs slap damn into a, into a beam. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's meant to, you know, the beam is supposed to come into play here, but not in the way that it's been drawn to look. It's a, uh, you know, they, they, Batman and Robin, they find they find Aristo's guys here, and uh, Aristo's pal here chucks the or Aristo himself actually throws this strange powder at him in a vial, and it mm-hmm. crashes against this beam. But it also looks like Batman is crashing into the beam as well. Like, mm, yeah, <laughs> he, he's got a concussion at least. But when the smoke from this vial clears, Batman is gone. Yeah, Robin, Batman. Gone, and there's nothing yeah. but some swirling powder by the uh, two by four. <laughs> just missed, yeah, just missed, and maybe a few mm. teeth because he did run into that damn beam. Yeah, and then how about this? I thought this was kind of funny. Usually, when you have like a crime boss type guy and you have goons, the goons usually just shut up and do what they're told or just be like, Duh, boss, here comes Batman. But mm-hmm. these goons are pissed off and they think the head man here, Aristo, waste the one guy says. You wasted Larko's mystic powder to escape from Batman. And they're like, they're getting all pissed off at him mm-hmm. until he they tells them. See, yeah. yeah, they don't see what's <laughs> happening here. Because, I mean, what, what did they think was going to happen? They, they they know what the powder's about, right? I mean, they, they stole the lamp. So they got to know what the powder's about. They got to know that it would suck the Batman in. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mm, yeah, the caption box says, Soon after, a smug Aristo confronts angered cronies 20 mm-hmm. miles north of Gotham. And I'm just thinking to myself, do you really need to be 20 miles north of Gotham to stay off the bat radar? Does, does it only go 19 miles? 18 and a half. 18 <laughs> yeah. and a half. He went the extra half mile just as a security. Yeah. Mm. And then again, another favorite here on this page is, okay, so now they have Batman through these insane means captured in this lamp. And they uh, comment that, they get three wishes to use Batman to do whatever they want. And mm-hmm. they also say, though, only for one hour. So, yeah. Okay. And they these rub have the time. This is, this is, these are union wishes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they <laughs> rub the lamp. And here comes Batgenie. And he says, I am yours to command, Master, for one hour. Name your first wish, and I will fulfill it. And the <laughs> Aristo says, one hour, eh? That'll be enough time. Mm-hmm. And he says, Bat Genie, or Batman Genie, travel to the city, plunder the Gotham Mint, fill up that pail, and return to me. Okay, where did a giant pail come from? Yeah, he produces a pail that, I mean, we're, let's say that Aristo is uh, six foot. This pail is 12 foot. I mean, where do you keep a pail like that? Yeah, where do you buy one? Where did he make yeah. one? It's the size of a garage. It's like, it's, what? Yeah, you could live in this damn thing. <laughs> So, yeah, somehow he uh, produces a giant pail and he get he doesn't get specific enough. He just says, plunder the Gotham Mint. Mm-hmm. So there's good old Batman genie. Your wish shall be my shall be obeyed. Master grabs the yep. pail and flies off. That is great. It's awesome. You figure uh, Aristo his the only thing he's scared of in Gotham City is Batman, right? Like if Batman was out of the way, he could do whatever he pleased uh, is what I'm getting at, you know, from his mm-hmm. chatter here. Now you have Batman locked in a lamp. Why don't you just leave him there? Yeah. Put a plug, a cork in it. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> well, let's bury it, you know? And uh, then I can just <laughs> run this city without Batman. He's in a, he's in a, he's in a can somewhere, 
you know, but no, it's, uh, I guess we wouldn't have a story otherwise. So, uh, yes, uh, they send him off to plunder. Uh, and, you know, I thought maybe Dave Wood was a pseudonym for Dusty Rhodes because there'd be a lot of plunder in this book, if you will. A lot of plunder. <laughs> maybe there'd be plunder. A lot, uh, they say plunder like 15 times in this story. They do. I, yeah. I, you got to love it. You got to love it. Yeah, he probably wore a yellow and black polka dot uh, mm. outfit too, Wood, while he was writing. Just Wood's like a, Dusty. Wood's when he... a common man. He, <laughs> he works hard and eats ham. Yeah. His father was a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> son of a plumber. Son of a son of a plumber. Mm. That's awesome. But oh, yeah, and then here we get the entrance of Batgirl. Uh, yep. She pops in out of nowhere as Robin is, you know, all but in tears at Commissioner Gordon's office because he doesn't know what to do here. And he's she, lost. Yeah, he shows up and Batgirl, what brought you here? And she says, Batwoman is out of town, Robin. The moment I heard I rushed right over to give you any help I can. And he says, gosh, thanks, Batgirl. <laughs> Look at his hand <laughs> to his face there, too. Yeah, he, he is just he is so <laughs> beside himself here. Yeah, where did she hear it? Like, is this on the news? Uh, like, Batman is now a genie, or, or Batman disappeared? I mean, they, they don't even know that Batman's a genie yet, do they? He just disappeared. Yeah, they're, they're just scared assume. that he he's gone. And I'm thinking, yeah. how many years have you been working with Batman? Did you learn anything yet? Like, come mm-hmm. on, man. <laughs> it's just I'm gonna sit around and cry because Batman's not here. What? No, do what you were taught how to do. Stop he was, crimes. He was, he was begging Commissioner Gordon to put a bat costume on. Please. Well, that, I, I, I need that, guidance. I think that did happen at some it point, did. didn't it? Wasn't it there a did. story? It oh did during uh, the tail end of the new 52. Yeah. Mm. But it was uh, the Bat Bunny costume. It was like a robo costume that uh, Commissioner Gordon <laughs> wore. Or, I don't even know if he was commissioner at that point because they, they de-aged him. So uh, I remember oh, the story being better than it had any right to be. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's not exactly high praise, but uh, for the new 52, it's about as good as you're going to get. Oh, yeah. From from what I hear, I just have to take everybody's uh, uh, opinions on that because I haven't uh, ever made that trek and I don't think I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you, you want to read anything from there, I'd say uh, like the Jeff Johns Justice League is, is a quality read every time out. Uh, that, that one never steered me wrong. Gotcha. Justice but that, League. But that was it. <laughs> there were some other good things but nothing nothing is steady as that justice league gotcha but oh and then i got real confused at this part here so after mm-hmm. uh batgirl's trying to console robin before he cries uh mm-hmm. we see this at that moment frantic call swamped the police switchboard were there seriously police switchboards with dudes in front of like headsets and microphones back in the 60s I, I, hmm, you know, like my only real, uh, you know, experience with a switchboard is like that when they got that one phone on Little House on the Prairie, (laughs) Mrs. Olsen, (laughs) Mrs. Olsen would sit there, (laughs) (laughs) only phone in the city. That's about the only switchboard I know, but it wouldn't surprise me if we had, uh, just a bunch of dudes sitting there, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, was it the, the create a character uh, A and create a character B here? Just sitting mm-hmm. there answering phone calls from Elmville. Yeah. yeah, sitting there twiddling their thumbs until a bat genie flies across the sky, I guess. Of course, of course. That's, oh, that's why they're there. Yeah. And little side note, uh, Little House on the Prairie, when I was young, that was one of the only shows uh, my sister and I were allowed to watch because it was uh, wholesome content. That was, uh, that was, that was about know, it. <laughs> I, I my wife tried to get me into a little house a couple of years ago, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, every time I'd see it, it's like, oh, that looks so boring. And she's like, no, no, just try it. Mm-hmm. And I did, and I fell in love with the show. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's some of the darkest stuff you could, like, have a kid watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They weren't kidding around. That was like, it wasn't like, you know, oh, it's a sitcom. It was just a sit. You know, it there was, was no. A, yes. I mean, like, there were, <laughs> there were episodes where, like, Ma Ingalls, like, thinks she's going to have to, like, saw off her own arm or something. Because she's, like, she's got, like, gangrene. That's- Oh my lord, it's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The, the, we watched the first episode, like that movie, and yeah. they have the dog, right? And I'm like, I'm like, is that dog gonna make it the whole, you know, eleven seasons? And the wife's like, No. I'm like, Okay, I know what episode we're skipping. <laughs> yeah. I'm not watching that. Oh, it's so dark. Oh yeah, like abuse, and then there's oh, yeah. like al- alcoholism. There, that mm-hmm. that show, People like beaten, uh, rape, even. Yeah. 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 That show's crazy, and it was like, oh well, there's there's no uh, new there's no nudity and there's no cuss words, so watch that. Oh yeah. Oh okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but that girl's gonna get dragged behind the barn. Yeah. 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 There's there's a guy with a a, a wooden stick that's gonna pound somebody's brains in. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I, 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 pre- <laughs> I appreciate only being a, I should have stuck, should have said like, can we switch to the Waltons or something? <laughs> you can see that crap on that show. <laughs> now, the Waltons, that looks boring as hell. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably the tame of the tame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so anyway, yeah, the switchboard, they're going eight yes. here. And then, uh, the legend must be true. That vial held, helped Larko's mystic potion and it's turned Batman into a captive genie. And everybody's like, oh, no. And I love, uh, here we go. You know, uh, Dick uh, jumps into his. his Whirly bat. Whirly bat. That was in the trunk of the Batmobile. <laughs> <Yep>. What? <laughs> like, did he have to do a quick assembly? Was it in parts? Because there's no way that's fitting in the trunk. Yeah, that's like one of those like uh, those hovercrafts that you can get from like the uh, the the comics ads. You know, it's like have your own co- hovercraft. You can have you can have your own whirly bat, and uh, it, mm. it it might fit in a bathtub. It might not. I don't know. And then here we go with some of this insane dialogue. So Robin's trying to you know talk to Batman genie, and he ain't listening. Because he's there right away. Yeah, yeah, he's like they're one right panel on... later. They're facing <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like it looks like about a mile outside the city. And Robin's and, in his uh, dollar store Mobius chair here. Yeah, that's basically what it is. The dollar, <laughs> the dollar tree version. <laughs> and I love Batman's dialogue. Be gone, annoying fly. My mission to the mint must not be interfered with. What? Like, I get it that he's, you know, he, he's got his, you know, genie outfit on here. But mm-hmm. that really had to change the way he's going to talk. Annoying fly? Annoying fly is like a... If you if you've read the uh, the first uh, Teen Titans story, um, where uh, where Robin uh, Speedy not not Speedy uh, the other guy Kid Flash and Kid Flash. Um, Aqualad, when they go to um, what was it like Hatton's Corners or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, where they meet up with Mister Twister, they have to face off with him. When they're talking about like joining up, like we have this like really really awkward conversation between the wards and their like main hero here. So like mm-hmm. Batman would be. It was just like so dismissive, and it's like, well, you, what, what, you need to do this, not that, and then that would parlay into the actual story, where the whole story is predicated on kids and grownups not being able to understand one another, basically. Oh boy, gotcha. So, it's, so you get Batman talking like, "Be gone, fly." It's it just feels like so out of character, but like, only it'll it only fits in this story, kind of like that Teen Titans one. It's like this dialogue wouldn't fit anywhere except this one story. 
mm-hmm. and it's uh, just as wildly out of character uh, as, as that. Yeah, I feel like our buddy Dave Wood here has a little uh, zany Haney uh, in He's got his a little Haney in his blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, and then Dick almost crashes the whirly bat because he gets caught in a giant downdraft. I'm like, mm. what? I, I'm not sure on the science on that one, but then. <laughs> Bat- Batman Gene, he flies off and he still has the giant pail, uh, which in some now now when you look at the giant pail, it doesn't look like it's more than, you know, up to Batman's like, you know, blue socks there where yeah. before it was up to his, you know, waist. But OK, whatever. But <laughs> I love mm-hmm. uh, then Dick, this panel where he's like on page seven, he says, Batgirl, listen to me closely and do exactly as I say. And then he doesn't say anything. And she says, he doesn't. Right. Right. Robin. <laughs> I'm, I'm on thinking, it. What? Your wish is my command. <laughs> Maybe his uh, bat telepathy was uh, must have been <laughs> was working there. But yeah, too funny. But uh, Robin's got a better idea. He's going to use his bat rope to mm-hmm. pull off. <laughs> He's going to snatch a hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Batman's turban. <laughs> As if what does that have to do with any? Not, at no point when they talked about controlling uh, the genie. Did it say anything to do with the turban? They just said, you know, he's going to go yeah. and do what we say. But they act now all of a sudden like the rules kind of changed. And without his turban, he is, you know, directionless or he has to have that to be able to do something. And I'm sure he just found it while he was in the lamp. He's like, ah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's Put like, let on. me throw this on because yeah. yeah, now I'm an official genie. I'm. A, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can't be you can't be any kind of genie or anything else from the Middle East in the 60s unless you had a turban on. For sure, for sure. I mean, that's shorthand for it. And I love that it's it, it's a bat rope. Why? 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 Mm-hmm. Does that make? Is that maybe it's so it can cost more? I, I, I mean, it's brand name. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> probably has the insignia on it. There. <laughs> it must. It must. Yeah. It does. I don't know what the difference between a rope and a bat rope is, but I'm sure there. I'm sure there is one. But it, it, it does. It's like doesn't even have a hook on it. He just makes a lasso out of it. Yeah, this this reminds me of that one meme that's been going around for years where Batman says to Robin and it's the animated series versions. And Batman (laughs) says something about to Robin, like, check the battery. And he goes, what's a bat, Terry? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And then, no, Batman just has that mean face on. But uh, yeah, he finally uh, realizes, hey, wait, I have like Superman breath here so I can Mm -hmm. just blow Robin and his whirly bat away. And then Robin fires the turban into a cave to kind of slow him down. But it looks like it slowed him down for about 10 seconds. If that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not even like a It's just a little hole. <laughs> yeah. Looks a like a rabbit hole. Of, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. There were rabbits in there. It's. Oh, and then here we go again with the dialogue. You know, Batman, uh, excuse me, Batman genie shows up at the Gotham, Gotham Mint rips the roof off and the cops are bullets are bouncing off his skin. Nothing can stop the Batman genie and the Batman genie's dialogue is ha 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 ho 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 <laughs> plunder plunder yeah the Gotham Mint ho 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 it's like <laughs> what why does he have to talk crazy like this again mm-hmm. just because he has a turban and he came out of a why wouldn't you just have him talk like Batman would talk but just be like mind controlled I don't get you that think. part Mm, but then he he comes back to the uh, the gangsters here with his pail of mint and what happened? Oh, so now it's like uh, we we can I guess we have our bat telepathy too because I think we know what Robin was trying to tell Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because uh, uh, you see when you're when you're a genie, you take things literally, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's like if I tell you to go get the mint, 
well, you, you may go to a place that has money or you may go to, well, you may go to a place that has money that uh, gets a whole little switcheroo uh, before you mm, get there. My gosh. Yeah, because rather than coming back with a whole load of money and whatnot, he comes back with mint leaves, which, uh, <laughs> hey, um, I mean, what, what's, a, what's a Batman genie to do? What's he, how is he going to know that that's not what uh, Aristo wanted, right? Yeah, so here's what I don't understand. Uh, the Gotham Mint, somehow, in less than an hour, mm-hmm. Batgirl got the entire Gotham Mint cleaned out of all the cleaned money. Cleaned out of money, yep. And replaced with mint leaves from mm. a market. Uh, now, look, the size of that pail was like as big as a, you know, one it's or two cut. car garage. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and this pail is now full of mm-hmm. mint leaves like we i don't know where any mint farms are but i live not too far from uh, a lavender farm and i don't think okay. they have enough on the entire farm to fill a pail that size <laughs> but at a but at a market nearby that you know backer was able to go to mm-hmm. and f- somehow transport to the mint and fill it up in less than an hour less than an hour we gotta we gotta remind people that the batman genie he'll answer he'll answer your wish he'll he'll fulfill your dreams in less than an hour <laughs> and yeah, then he's right. gone <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a late night tv commercial there. it's true it's true if, if, if your batman genie is still around in four hours call your doctor <laughs> and then of course you know the aristos like he was duped and if the batman genie can be duped once again or once he can be duped again and i don't tend to take that risk with our second wish so mm-hmm. you know their second wish they're just using him as muscle here that's all they're going to yeah. do is just they're going to rob the diamond district just like we saw on the splash page that mm-hmm. gave away the story and uh, <laughs> they're going to use him as muscle that when the cops show up he'll be able to uh you know fight them off with ease so yeah and then oh there was a nice little scene here of a uh, batgirl robin and commissioner gordon too where uh you know, they don't even uh, know where to start here trying to actually stop anything from happening. They just talk yeah. a lot, but nothing happens. Yeah, and they, they do talk a lot. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of words on these pages. Yeah, and they have no clue what they're going to do. So basically, they're just going to be reactionary because they have no clue. You know, Commissioner Gordon, his, you know, 40 years of, you know, being in the police force has no clue on what to do. So that's reassuring for the citizens of Gotham. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they, yeah, they show up at the Diamond District and batman genie just you know pushes away the uh police cars like toys i think uh, mm-hmm. like i'm sorry like play cars he pushes them away. he's down <laughs> he's down like on all fours he doesn't play <laughs> toys he plays he, he has play cars he pushes them all back and i guess bullets don't affect him either because it looks nope. like they're shooting at him but oh uh, yeah and then uh we get a uh, batgirl here you know while they're distracted she grabs a hold of the lamp i think doesn't she I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course the crooks are like, you know, hey, we need to get the lamp. So they grab the lamp, and then Robin jumps into the back of the uh, truck that's full of uh, all the diamonds they looted. Diamonds, yeah. And he manages to sneak over and uh, pull the lamp off of uh, Aristo, but then they slam on the brakes and he goes flying into the uh, into the river here. That's into the drink. Yeah. Poor Robin. Uh, Impact probably would have knocked him out. And I think it does knock him a little silly, doesn't it? Well, it's it start, he, he hits the water and then says to himself, I'm losing consciousness. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't immediate. He no, didn't I'll... immediately get knocked out. He was just, uh, he knew it was coming. Yeah, and then he says, I, I'll drown. Batman and I are finished. And then, you know, back to the uh, hoods. And they're like, hey, look, there's the lamp floating around. And they pick the lamp, the lamp up. 
<laughs> grab it, boss. Yeah, he, he, the boss man grabs it, and he's like, all right. Now, here's their third idea of how they're going to, you know, take over, you know, the world because of this lamp and Batman genie. He says, uh, I summon you again, genie. And this time I wish to possess all of Batman's secrets. Like what secrets? Like his identity or where the Batcave yeah. is? How's that going to yeah. like take care of business? But but we do learn what it sounds like when a genie emits from a, a lamp here. We do get mm -hmm. a sound effect. It's just uh, if, you, if anybody wants to know, it's a puff. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And then, <laughs> hey, it's Batman, but he's not a genie anymore. And then, that's right. Your days of wishful thinking are over, boys. And he starts, you know, the fisticuffs. Mm -hmm. Meet Batman in the flesh. <laughs> that sounds kind of uh, creepy. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's an after hours sort of, a, sort of a deal there. Batman in the flesh. Yeah, it sounds like one of those parody skin flicks. That was a, uh, I think that's Black Label, right? That's a Black Label uh, comic, <laughs> Batman in the Flesh. It's a snuff film coming to <laughs> a blockbuster near you if they still existed. <laughs> but then, yeah, we got Robin. He gets in on the action, too, and punches uh, your buddy in the plaid suit there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't understand. I had one more wish coming. And then you know, Robin goes into the explanation here of uh, mm -hmm. how they Because your wishes are transferable, pal. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like whoever has the lamp in their hands, that's who yeah. commands the genie and the wishes and all that stuff. So as Robin was uh, just about ready to slip into unconsciousness in the river, he rubbed the old lamp there and uh, mm -hmm. got I wonder what it genie. sounds like when a genie comes out underwater. <laughs> yeah, and what does it sound like when you rub your own lamp underwater? Wait yeah, a minute, yeah, don't yeah. answer there's that. No, there's no don't friction answer. there, so that's Don't trouble. answer that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going X-rated here. <laughs> Talking about rubbing our lamps, but yeah. So then uh, Batman was like, hey, thanks for saving me, you know, kiddo. And he says, uh, they're going to put one over on the crook. So Batman just said he threw one of his uh, smoke pellets to uh, give the effect of, you know, the genie coming out of the mm -hmm. lamp. And that's how they got the drop on uh, Aristo and the gang here. <laughs> and, I, and I like that this that this actually, like, scared them into shaking. It's like they're just standing there shaking. Yeah, they're scared. <laughs> yeah, they're petrified here because there's there's a little movement lines, and uh, it looks like Aristo might be going for like a Rodney Dangerfield, you know, like <laughs> finger on the collar, like hey, they get no respect. <laughs> <laughs> I tell oh. you, I have a genie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't even notice those lines. Yeah, but all three yeah. of the uh, hoods have lines like they're quivering. They're so they have to go to the bathroom them. or they're scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're a little cold. <laughs> But yeah, that's a that's a crazy, crazy story. But again, some mindless fun here. You gotta love it. You know, you oh, can yeah. little mind mindless fun out of a comic book every once in a while is a good thing. At least I oh, think for so. sure. For sure. Yeah, you need that in your life here. Uh, I was actually talking to a buddy of mine uh, the other day who had picked up um he picked up a trade a Batman trade actually, uh, from not too long ago. But it was uh wasn't trying to be anything that it wasn't. It was just Batman, you know, doing Batman things and uh mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know why I'm enjoying this so much. Uh, and I was like, well, it's, you know, the the, the go-to story is not the go-to story anymore. You know, just just telling a comic book story that doesn't care that it's a comic book story is a rarity now. Because everything yep. has to mean something. And everything has to be deadly serious and be written by the most intelligent person in the room and full of high concepts. And it's like. No, it doesn't. It doesn't always need to be that way. It can no. be just a fun story with a hero, with a villain, with a with a with a conflict, and you go from there. 
So, you know, this sort of a story as a palate cleanse is is much, much welcomed in uh, in my day to day life, for sure. And I think a lot of folks out there would enjoy uh, anybody who's a fan of the obscure and of the weird. I think uh, I think you'll dig this. This is this is a fun little jaunt and, and it won't take you too long to get through it either. No, no, no. This is something that even with all the dialogue, you know, you can still breeze through this in 15, 20 minutes tops. And it's, Easy. But again, nice. yeah, it's a ton of fun. And like you said, it doesn't have to lead into another issue and no. anything gritty or, you know, high concept or, you know, yeah. you don't have to be one of these creators that writes something and thinks, huh. You know, the peons won't understand this. I'll yes. have to explain it to them. You know? Yeah, we, we don't need Psych 101 put into yeah. our Bat Genie comic. Yeah. No, 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 we don't. Uh, one of uh, the people I follow on Twitter, he's been uh, reading a trade, uh, Batman in the 50s. And I have hmm. the, the older uh, version that came out okay. a, a few years ago. But I guess in the last couple of years, they released another version. And then it had extra content in it, which I might have to find that one. So it looks like might it, have might a double have, dip, yeah. Yeah, it might have twice as much content in it. So if I can find a deal on that, I'm going to. But uh, yeah, that's a, the account is Mr. Doctor is <laughs> the name of the account. But yeah, I've been enjoying seeing uh, the panels he's been posting and pages and oh, stuff. because yeah. it's, it's hilarious. It's good stuff. And the guy's really enjoying it. And I think, you know, he normally reads, you know, I think some newer stuff, too. But he's sure. really having a good time reading this stuff that's just fun. Like you said, you can just read it and have mm -hmm. fun with it. And you don't have to worry about or remember what you're. You read the last, you know, five sure. issues. Just a blast. Absolutely. Every story can be its own little thing. It's it's self-contained. And like I said at the start of the show here, I can't believe that the Larko lamp hasn't been brought back by someone. Because the idea we have here, as silly and as bat-spit insane as it is, mm -hmm. it's something yeah. that nowadays they could actually they could they could do an event where there's somebody putting putting heroes in lamps. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, they could do that, you know, see identity crisis, you know, where, where they were just trying to screw with people's, you know, uh, loved ones, you know, mm -hmm. um, why not, uh, why not throw someone in a lamp too? <laughs> throw someone <laughs> in a lamp. And there's just so many, there are so many things that, that I mean, the, Comics were different back then, of course. They're they're more for as as much as Marvel and DC hate to admit it. The kids don't read comics anymore. You know, people who read yep. comics are us, mm -hmm. and so there's uh, there's like no ceiling on on the craziness that you can do. So I mean, you could have a Batman controlled by someone who has him in a lamp, and could you imagine the things in 2022 that they could tell Batman to do? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, go go kill five robins. Go kill five of your robins. You know, <laughs> there are just so many different things that they could do. Uh, a lot of a lot of interesting conflict. I think there's definitely fodder there. Mm -hmm. And and for people like us who you know kind of get giddy every time that uh, we see something that's a reference to something that was very very obscure. I mean, make it Larko's lamp. Why not? <laughs> Just, just do it. I, I know uh, Chip Zosky's taking over Batman pretty soon, so uh, I think Chip Zosky could do a pretty damn good job with a with a Batman genie. Maybe, maybe he will. Yeah, even if it's just something for an issue or two, and it's just a lock, an annual. You know what I mean? A silly yeah. annual. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Something like that. You could uh, mine it, and you know, it's not mm -hmm. like they're gonna have to pay anybody any royalties on it. Let's let's yeah. be real here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the uh, the Wood Estate is uh, is not uh, on speed dial. Yeah, no, I don't think that's happening. So, 
But yeah, this one is available on the DC app too. If anybody wants to, you know, check it out out there because <laughs> I did buy the back issue. I'm not sure where I got it. Probably either eBay or a bin at some uh, shady store because <laughs> uh, the backup feature that has Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Is, is missing a couple of pages. I realized that when I started to thumb through it and I was like, uh, what? That always sucks when you, when you get uh, some, I, I, I've got many that are like that, especially uh, from the Silver Age. Like, you'll just wind up missing a page or two. I, I know, uh, uh, actually, me and Reggie did an episode on, a, on an issue of Sugar and Spike that I had a, uh, that I had the copy of, and it was missing pages. Oh. You know, the pages were just pulled out, and I didn't even realize it, because, I mean, it was Sugar and Spike, so it made no sense to begin with. So mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I was missing anything. <laughs> so then when he's talking about this part, I'm like, I don't know that part. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, when something's just a buck or two, I guess it's hard to complain about it. But to oh, me, I'm sure. still just like, oh, I wish it would even just have a notation on it. Like backup yeah. story, missing two pages. If I, I got bet this you for the a people buck or selling two, it didn't even know. Probably not. Cause they yeah. probably didn't even look at it. They just slap a price on it and say, here mm-hmm. you go, kid. <laughs> but Pretty yeah, nice. I, I, I still would have bought it, you know what I mean? But I oh, wasn't yeah. like, oh, man, it's missing pages. But <laughs> you know, that's that's my only thing. If I buy a comic, you know, I just as long as it's complete, I don't care how beat up it is. I'm not oh, a sure. condition, not a condition guy here. I'm not no, uh, no. sending mine to, to Florida to be in a in plastic <laughs> tomb. It's not happening here. I just I want to read them. I want to have them, collect them, that kind of stuff. And I'm not looking what to your, get rich. What are your thoughts on CGC slabs? Yeah, that's that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just having a conversation with a buddy of mine. He uh, he sent me a picture because um, he went to the comic shop actually this morning, and um, like it's a whole wall of CGC slabs, just like you see in every damn comic mm-hmm. store nowadays. Yep. And he's like, look at the one because it was X Men Volume Two Number Four is one of them, and it's the first appearance of Omega Red. Oh yeah. And um, and it, it, you know, it doesn't even say that on the little post it note on the thing. It just says vivid colors inside <laughs> wow <laughs> and it's like and it was like three hundred dollars and, and oh. I'm just like, but you can't open it how what what it could be I, I mean it could be in german on the inside who would know mm, vivid yeah. colors inside and um and it was funny because he sent me that picture and i'm like that could be any comic store that i that i you know go to on a regular basis it's mm-hmm. like you have the you have the two or three first appearances of Wolverine slabbed. You have, uh, you know, the Death Gwen Stacy slabbed. All these, like, all the, the big hitters that you see all the time. Yeah. And uh, we started talking about how um, we're trying to make things that aren't so much a collectible anymore into something that's really, really collectible again. You know, we're yeah. doing this thing with the slabs. And I can't tell you the last time I saw an unslabbed copy of Hulk 181. Oh yeah, you Never. know it's like if I if I'm going to buy that book, I'm going to buy that book. Mm-hmm. You know if I'm going to spend money on it, I damn sure better be able to open it up and read it. Yep. But now you can't find any because every fool who has a copy is sending it to get slabbed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, I don't get the stuff like you see these newer books, mm-hmm. and to me, if you oh, don't turn if you don't turn that book over in about six months, you're going to lose over. your yeah you're going to lose over. your money. You're you're done. Yeah. Don't ever play, you know, get involved in the, the stock exchange because you'll be broken on the street. You'll be homeless. Mm-hmm. It's There's like no way. The, yeah, it's like the like one out of 100 uh, variant cover, you know, like the, the yeah. one in one in 250, the Jim Lee sketch cover. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't turn that one around that week, 
people you're have done. forgotten about it. Yeah, you're done. Because the next week, there are another 1520 variants coming out. Mm-hmm. And the week after that, another 1520. So if you don't flip that thing right away, and mm-hmm. it's not some like incredibly, you know, rare, hard to find thing that people really, really covet. Mm-hmm. It's just going to sit on your shelf. It's yep. you're stuck with it. Yeah, I hope you like. <laughs> I hope you like slabs because yeah. <laughs> anything that was mass produced or is just so new, you know, yeah. nobody cares about it now. Let alone in twenty, thirty, forty years, you're doomed. I mean, yeah. I, I, I get. I see guys that do the golden age stuff. Well, yeah, because that and, stuff, if you look at it, yeah. funny, it's going to turn to powder. Yeah, so I so understand because who, who's yeah. going to actually open action no, number two? Yeah, you know, I you're, get that. You're not going to do that. No, you'll you'll love to have it, but you're never going to open it to read it. Yeah, yes. see, to, uh, that there's a market for that, and I get that. Sure, that's preservation. So, yeah, there are so few of them, even into the Silver Age. They're, they're the print runs and what's still mm-hmm. left because they were thrown away, their disposable income. Oh, yeah. I get that. But to me, like Bronze Age forward, I no. don't get Especially it. Especially yeah. in now, no. Yeah, and then... One thing driving it, and even you know raw stuff, you know as well as I do, are these movies. Oh, oh yeah. there's going to be a Blade movie. Oh, well, guess what? At like five years from now, when after that movie's nobody cares about it anymore, that's going to mm-hmm. be worthless too. Like you're you're not exactly. even going to get half. You're going to get exactly. half of what you paid for that slab. So I just man, people are very short sighted with that yeah. stuff. And that's that's kind of the, the 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 shape of the industry right now. It's all about making as much as they can now because yep. for all yep. they know the. The wrong uh, accountant is going to wake up on the wrong side of the bed on the wrong day and look at the wrong file at mm-hmm. Disney or Warner Brothers' office and be like, "Why are we still doing this?" Mm-hmm. We're, yep. we're, let's just, let, we have the characters, we have the movies, we don't need these pamphlets anymore. Yeah, we're, we're always just one day away from that. And I hate to be a doom and gloom type of guy, but uh, I mean that's just how business works. Yep, and I'm a cheapo, so I hope that doesn't happen anytime soon. Because when mm-hmm. that does happen, that's going to drive back issue prices even higher. Because oh, yeah. it's just it, there's just going to be less stuff. There, the, the day you know single issues stop appearing on shelves, well, you're going to get even people who mostly only read newer stuff. They're going to start looking for back issues too oh, if yeah. they even want to keep in the the hobby, and it's going to drive the price to the roof. So yeah, it'll be ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, my buddy was asking me, he's like, "How soon is it before Marvel and DC start releasing things slabbed?" Mm, like day, you never know. D- the day one, you know, here here's your Ghost Rider Volume Fifteen Number One slabbed variant, mm. and I'm like, "Dude, that'll happen. God. I'm sure it will. Probably I'm sure that'll happen within the next couple of years." Yep. There'll be there'll be there'll be actual ten, you know, because it's like the highest slab score you see is like a nine six nine eight. Yeah. But if they come straight from the publisher, slabbed already, we'll have tens, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll have so many of them that they will be worthless. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I'm glad I I actually own one slab, and you'll find this interesting. Mm-hmm. It it was a giveaway uh-huh. from a store, an online store I bought from, probably in like. 2009 maybe uh-huh. and it was it's a nice book it's a silver age uh jack kirby thor okay i think it's in the 150s or 160s it's a nice mm-hmm. book and everything like that but you know that's the only reason i even have one because it was a giveaway like whoever the high buyer for the month was got you got that. that free it was a prize and sure it, i i was the high buyer of the month <laughs> when i bought Jack Kirby's Eternals, the entire run, single issues, and the one annual for mm-hmm. like 40, the whole run for like 40 bucks. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the high of the month. So, you know, for like wow. an individual. So I'm like, wow, 
But yeah, so that's that's the two, one slab and they, I have. And they were <laughs> gifts, and I mean those are I think they're those are pretty good gifts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, a buddy of mine, he has you know a couple of very very special comics to him. He's got them slabs. So I mean, I'm not saying blanket statement slabs are bad, you know. Mm-hmm. If people people like what they like, and that's cool by me. Um, but just the mindset that things are only valuable if they're in plastic is uh, is very detrimental, and and as you mentioned, it's very short sighted. It doesn't doesn't see it doesn't see the marathon anymore. Mm-mm. You know, it just sees yeah. the uh, get it and get out. Yeah, I've contemplated several times cracking that open just to uh, <laughs> just just to read it. I do have the book in a trade or sure. something like an essential or something like that. That's the only reason I haven't done that so far. But I just keep it to myself. Just rip it out of the stupid thing because you're you're never gonna sell it or you know it's not really worth a ton of money because there's no special appearance or anything in it. You know yeah, what I mean? It's just a random some, issue. Yeah. yeah, it's just a random issue. And I but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, yeah, but if there's an appearance by this nameless character in the background, there you go. maybe I could cash in and buy a single <laughs> issue of this comic plus like ten others. <laughs> they decided that this guy is now an eternal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this guy in the background here mm-hmm. that was just like a, a passerby. That that's somebody now because they do yep. that every once in a while too. They do. Oh they my do gosh! Indeed. But <laughs> all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on here. So if anybody's sure. looking for you out there and looking for your uh, work, where can they find you? Well, uh, you know the numbers tell me no one is actually looking for my work, but we will find, <laughs> we will <laughs> drop we'll drop the information anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could find me on Twitter at Ace Comics. Uh, you could find my work at Chris's on Infinite Earths.com. Also, uh, Chris and Reggie.podbean.com. Uh, it's Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill is the name of the channel. It's on every uh, podcast aggregation application sort of a thing. Uh, right now, the main show over there is my daily X-Lapsed show, where I'm looking at the current year X-Men stuff. Uh, we're up to episode, I'm not sure when you're going to release this, but uh, I'm up to episode around 320 at this point. Mm, so, Wow. A lot of episodes there. And I understand that it's a very daunting um, number. And uh, <laughs> after hearing my voice for the past half hour, you're like, "Wow, no, can't do that." But um, <laughs> if if in if in you know some off chance you are interested in that, um, I've also put together compilations too, which might help you catch up a little bit quicker. I do know it's it's daunting if you're starting at episode one and there's another three hundred and something to go. So there are compilations out there. Um, it's a guided read through the current era of X Men. So. If you're interested in that, if you're curious about that, if you have any strong feelings about that uh, and you want to hear if I agree or disagree, hey, it's there for you. Um, there's also the Essential X-Lapse, which I cannot wait to get back to. That's my look at the Silver Age X-Men from uh, X-Men number one all the way till whenever I die, I guess. But, um, <laughs> but right now there are uh, something like 55 episodes of that at this point uh we just lost professor x uh you know in the silver age he he perished Mm -hmm. uh, never to be seen again of course so um we're at that point (laughs) there um and that's the off day show so when i'm done with all the current year stuff i'll pop into the essentials just of late there's been so much of the current year stuff that i haven't had uh the opportunity to go back to the essentials it's uh, it's pretty insane how much X-Men stuff is coming out, uh, both um, in print and uh, there's also digital stuff on Marvel Unlimited. It's yeah. a lot of stuff. So I'm hoping that within the next couple of weeks, um, we will be getting back to the essentials and uh, having a good time in the Silver Age, chatting up uh, Stan Lee's bullpen bulletins and uh, 
the letters pages and, and having Shirley complain that uh, that Stan took Marvel Girl out of the book again. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting cast of characters in the uh, in the back matter of the oh. uh, of those old Marvels here, because you get the, the very <laughs> prolific letter hacks and. Like Stan, Stan is awesome. Uh, I mean, anybody, every, I, I mean, that's not a hot take by any stretch. Stan Lee is, is a very, very fun guy to read. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll have him. It's almost like a reading club. It's like a book club. He's like, okay, Shirley, I get it. You know, like, cause <laughs> there's a woman named Shirley who writes in like every five or six issues to complain about how much she hates the X-Men, how much she hates Marvel how much he hates Stan, and and he's always a very cordial gentleman when he replies. But it's <laughs> it's insane. It, it's it's a lot of fun, and um, looking forward to getting back to that. So if you're interested in X Men stuff, there's current year, there's classic stuff, there might be weird stuff popping in every now and again. Uh, it's all over at uh, chrisandreggie.podbean.com or chrisisoninfiniteearths.com. Yeah, and I mean, under the, you know, like if you go to iTunes or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, it is now, (laughs) and and look it up, you have a huge back catalog of things. Oh, like 900 episodes? Yeah. Yeah, and they're all over the place from modern stuff to classic stuff to, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. stuff where, you know, you guys researched and did, you know, talked about, you know, the the Wortham Crusade and everything, like uh, lots of history and ephemera you know, from things in the comic books from golden age until, you know, present day. So there's, there's something for everybody there. And then, Oh, some of the, uh, after dark episodes that you released too. (laughs) Wow. Those are some crazy stuff too. Those are interesting because not everybody knows about that stuff. Like I didn't, Mm -hmm. until the internet age, I had never heard of some of those things. You know what I mean? So it was like early two thousands and you could really, you know, Google stuff and find stuff and look for stuff. I'm like, what the heck was this comic all about? Like underground stuff. I had no clue about any of that stuff. No, that was, that was a lot of fun to do. And that was, that was our old Patreon stuff. Uh, cause mm-hmm. we, uh, we didn't want to, uh, we didn't want to ruin our reputation as being <laughs> fake ass college co- comic spo- scholars on, uh, on our main feed. <laughs> and then, uh, it came a time where I was like, screw it. Everyone's going to listen to it. If they want it, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Yeah. The fabulous freak brothers and oh yeah, cherry mm-hmm. pop tart or whatever her name is. Cherry pop tart, Wally <laughs> Woods, uh, weird porno comics. Yep. Um, <laughs> Omaha, the cat dancers in there. Oh it's... yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah it's, a lot of interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah, really, really good stuff. Well thought out and researched. And yeah, it was great, great stuff. It's all, like I said, there's something for everybody on there. And, you know, to go in conjunction with this show, you were saying too about the Essential X Laps, too. Anybody that's like more of a Silver Age fan, start with those. And you have those mm. in compilations as well. The, oh, uh, yeah. Ma- the Masterworks. Masterworks. Yeah, yeah, Masterworks with an X. Look those <laughs> up. Yeah. And, and even if you just like the Silver Age and you're not a big fan of the X Men, like two thirds of the episode is talking about everything going on in the silver age it's mm-hmm. it's all the uh it's all the bullpen stuff it's all the uh the 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 mighty marvel checklist it's basically a tour of you know the early marvel universe and mm-hmm. it's it's weird you know i think we are kind of we're like so close to the hobby that i think we consciously or not we think we know more than we do so mm-hmm it takes a lot to like shock us or it takes a lot to kind of get us to take pause and be like, I, you learn something. And I swear every time out with the essentials, I feel like I learned something new about the, the silver age and everything leads to uh, everything leads to research. It's like Stan will talk about a radio interview he he did. And it's like, okay, let's see if I could find it and I could find transcripts of it. 
And so I share the transcripts of Stan Lee's weird interview on a on a on a college radio station. <laughs> it's just it's it's a blast. It's um, I always say that uh, I I I create the shows that I'd like to listen to, mm-hmm. and um, you know th- there are easy ways to get hits, <laughs> but uh, those are not the most fulfilling for me. I like. Like talking about the bat genie. It's it's <laughs> who's gonna talk about the damn bat genie? Nobody. Yeah. yeah. So if we, that's you know I, I like being part of a show that I would listen to. So here we mm-hmm. are. We'll 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 carry the bat genie torch. For, we will. Uh, for Larko's those, lamp, we will carry it. Those five listeners that want to hear about it that are out We will there. carry Larko's <laughs> lamp to the end of the earth. Yeah, the episodes in the essential are really fun because literally half of the episode will be. You know, you talking about the craziness of the issue, oh, yeah. and the other half is, like you said, the back matter, which is fun, too. These creepy, weird people that would write in and say, I love Professor X. I think he's great. Oh, yeah. even though, I even think though, he's even really he's, handsome. Yeah. Yeah, he's having sexual thoughts about a, a woman half his age, and, <laughs> you know, and people saying, I think Beast should spank Gene and all this oh, crazy yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, and the guy who said that he wanted Gene to wear, like, he said that... uh when when Jack Kirby left and Werner Roth came on, that Gene was finally drawn to look like a woman. Yeah. And then he said that he, for some reason, he included in his letter that he's writing this letter from his bed. <laughs> That's it's creepy. Like, it's like it's like ah, oh, I really like Gene. She looks like a girl now. And oh, by the way, I'm in bed. It's like, <laughs> what, what, dude? Why? <laughs> TMI before that existed. Totally, totally. And it's like it's like part of me's thinking like Stan's just screwing with us here. He's he's editing these things. Yeah, that might have been Stan's uh Stan in bed thinking about that. <laughs> well, the professor's too old for her, but I'm okay. It's, it's, um, it's some wild, wild stuff. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, Frank from Omaha. Why doesn't Bobby have his booties on anymore? It's like, dude, oh, what? The boots. Jeez, people the, really that, said that. Yeah, yeah that, that was like the main question um, in the first like half dozen or so letters pages. Like, where did Bobby's boots go? Mm-hmm. And like, it became a thing. Like, Stan wrote about it in the bullpen bulletins. He's like, hey, uh, over on the X-Men books, people really want to know about Bobby's boots. Let me know what you think. And it's like, <laughs> what? what? It's, it's, come on. <laughs> it didn't make sense in the first place. Why keep yeah. going on about it? Oh, but it's, 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 it's so great. much fun. And it, it, you just, you really, I do whatever I can to get into the gestalt of what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. I like to, I like to just put myself in there. And, uh, and, and, and a good part is I forgot so many of these Silver Age stories. It's like I'm reading them for the first time anyway. So, yeah, me, me too. That happens to like, me. Like, oh, factor three, this will be a five issue story. No, no, no. This will be a 500 issue story mm-hmm. where nothing yep. happens. I constantly forget what happened in books I read even just 10 years ago, let alone 20 oh, or more years ago. So absolutely. going through it again, is like, wow, this is a crazier no, pe- than I thought. People will be like, Hey, I loved your episode on this. And it's like, when did I read that? When did I talk about that? I did. I write, I wrote a script on that. I mean, memory is, uh, as, as we get older, uh, <laughs> Fle- fleeting at best. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's like, <laughs> Oh man, I really love this episode. You did. I, thanks. I guess I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, crazy, isn't it? But yeah, so everybody out there, you gotta go to X Lapse, man. It's just it's a it's a Herculean effort putting out podcasting every day. I still don't know how you do it, but uh, somehow it's, you do it. Yeah, it's a, it's not always fun, but it's a 
but it's something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, for one, I'm glad you do it because I look forward to it. Uh, I don't listen to podcasts too much really on the weekends. I save it for my work week so I can sure. forget about the madness of work itself. And that helps get me through. So I love listening to shows, especially uh, X laps. I always look forward to it. Hey, the other morning you had, you were late because you put it to PM instead of AM. And I was like, man, I wonder what happened to Chris. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it happens like once every few months, I'll accidentally set it to uh, set it to uh, release at 2 PM instead of 2 AM. And that's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it gets, and I'll wake up and I'll be like, wait, that's yes. What, 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 wait, oh no. Did I not, did I not re- record? What did I do? What happened? Mm-hmm. And the, the early birds like me look forward to it because I usually hit the phone, uh, hit the work phone to get that mm-hmm. rolling for my job at like 4 a.m. So ah. I'll go to my phone and be like, all right, update the podcast. I <laughs> always see X laps, you know, jump up on there and I look forward to it. <laughs> Very cool. I, I will try not to be as, as sloppy. <laughs> get that in there. <laughs> you just you just know there's a couple of concerned citizens out here that are like what's going on <laughs> we, we gotta we gotta pull up all the newspapers from arizona yeah start did he finally start, snap mess start messaging chris see what's going on here it might be you know in the middle of the night there but hopefully he'll answer a man spray painting x equals 10 on all the walls <laughs> or brand Eck. yes <laughs> Oh, man. Well, again, thanks for coming on, Chris. I really appreciate this, man. Thank you for having uh, me. Yeah, we'll we'll have to do this more often, man. You need sure. You need to palate cleanse more often. So I, do I need, project, Yeah, I need to deflate, yes. Yeah, I do a, a project uh, coming up in hopefully in the month of April, maybe May at the latest that, uh, you know, you and I have uh, talked about. And uh, that's going to be some uh, crazy comics involved in that. So, uh, you know, Looking hopefully, yeah, we can all be on board. You, me, and a couple other guys, you know, a couple, one of them being Jeremiah, you know, one of our buddies. Uh, from, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the interwebs. Uh, he's uh, going to be on board with it too. So yeah, we're going to talk guy. about some even crazier stuff there. So <laughs> Jeremiah yeah. is a wonderful guy. I'm glad that he's. Uh, I'm glad that uh, he's found uh, a a part time home here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and I talked about a crazy issue of DC Comics Presents lately uh, with Solomon Grundy. Uh, oh, with Sla- Swamp Thing. Yeah, Swamp Thing okay. and then Solomon Grundy, and he was upset because he was in the sewers and uh, rats were biting his feet. So. <laughs> That's a bad day. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, more craziness because that's what makes me happy. Crazy comics. So absolutely. All right. Well, everybody uh, stay tuned here. I'm going to come back to wrap up the show in just a second. up this episode uh once again i want to thank chris for being on the show great guy really really good guy with you know podcasting and blogging yeah you really need to check out uh chris is on infiniteearths.com his uh, website there where like i said you can find his blog and all his podcasting efforts he's uh, got a ton of content on there and there's really something for everybody and even if it's something you don't think you're into just you know grab a random uh 
podcast episode or blog post and uh, check it out because uh, he's always a, a good listen and fun to listen to, you know, even if it's uh, not maybe your taste in a comic book. It's just, it's always entertaining. So definitely give Chris a, a shot there. A great guy. And uh, yeah, that's going to be it for this one. But yeah, stay tuned as uh, next episode will be another uh, movie and a classic Hammer film and uh, a new guest as well. So tune in for that in two weeks. All right, take care. Thank you.